Hello, I'm Hannah Kaplan, and this is the WCS Wild Audio Podcast, where you'll find reported audio stories covering the latest news and newsmakers from WCS's field sites, zoos and aquarium, and their conservation partners. We've got a great show today, so let's get to it. Jaguars are the America's mightiest big cat, with roughly 150,000 of this extraordinary species scattered across its range from southern Arizona to northern Argentina. Today, they face a growing threat from the illegal wildlife trade in their teeth, skin, and other parts. WCS Wild Audio's Nat Moss recently spoke to Kurt Duchet to learn about the scope of the problem and what can be done to stem the tide. Panthera onca, the jaguar, is one of only five big cats in the Panthera genus. The other four are the tiger, the lion, the leopard, and the snow leopard. With jaws big enough to crush the cranium of their prey, they are the ultimate apex predators. We have always heard that the lion is the king of the jungle. The real king of the jungle is the jaguar, because lions do not live in the jungle, right? The jaguars do live in, in, in the jungle, and it's a very special fellow. Kurt Duchet is the Wildlife Conservation Society's counter-wildlife trafficking officer for the Mesoamerica region. He notes that the jaguar's identity as a top predator carries with it a critical ecosystem role. The jaguar uh, plays a very important role conserving a healthy habitat, a healthy population of, of species. If we take the jaguar out of our jungles, the, the population of other species are going to start growing Medium-sized rodent, that very important part of, of the jaguar in Mesoamerica diet, if that population of rodents grows, they will destroy the forest. They, they will not help the forest grow as they do now. So then the pecker is going to be out, then the taper is going to be out. Other animals will come, fire will come. So it's important to keep the apex predator, in this case, the jaguar. Like many species of wildlife living close to people, jaguars are increasingly threatened by habitat laws for roads, for industry, for agriculture. Their growing proximity to ranches, both legal and illegal, has also led to retaliatory killing of jaguars in response to their predation of livestock. But in recent years, a new threat has emerged, the illegal wildlife trade. Illegal wildlife trade is a big issue in Latin America, and it's very different between Mexico, between Mesoamerica, the Caribbean, and South America. From South America and Mesoamerica, or Central America, you see the trade in birds like macaws, reptiles like turtles, lizards, and snakes, mammals like primates and sloths. In the case of jaguars, the illegal trade in the species remained robust into the 1970s until the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, or CITES, placed the jaguar on its Appendix 1, which banned all trade. That was in 1975. But in the last 10 years, illegal trade in jaguars has crept up again. Kurt and his colleagues wanted to understand why and how it was happening. We conducted two researches. One research from 2011 to 2020, mostly in Mexico. Another research uh, 2019 and 2020 in uh, several countries. We did it online. And we find out that 60% of the sales of jaguar parts online are teeth. 30% are skins. Other traded parts included bones and skulls, but why such an interest in teeth? According to Kurt, the fangs are prized by members of Asian gangs for whom they are a symbol of status. It began with tiger teeth, 
But as Tiger numbers grew smaller and enforcement expanded, the gangs began to look elsewhere. That led them to Latin America and what they called the American Tiger, the Jaguar. What happened in Bolivia is that Chinese companies start bringing their experts to build roads and to build hydroelectrics. So these guys saw the possibility to export fangs, jaguar fangs, to Asia, where there's a big market for tiger and lion um, fangs. So they start exporting uh, these teeth from jaguars from Bolivia to China. But in Mexico, says Kurt, it's a different story. In Mexico, the market for jaguar parts, for jaguar teeth and claws and skins, is for local artisans, small-scale and medium-scale artisans, that sell these parts to local tourists. So Mexican tourists are buying this from local artisans and also using these fangs in jewelry and on altars for cultural purposes. What the sellers don't see is how the fangs bought by tourists are part of a larger illegal chain of jaguar killing. The jaguars are being taken deep in the jungles of Mexico, Guatemala, Mosquito, Honduras, or in, in South America, where there's no government at all in, the, in those communities at all. So it's easy for a trader to go and convince a community to hunt a jaguar and sell a jaguar for them. It doesn't help that the fangs are so small. How can you crack down on the trade of teeth that are only 10 centimeters long and very easy to smuggle? Rather than pinning all hopes on law enforcement to interdict the illegal jaguar parts, WCS went directly to the affected communities and worked to emphasize that there is more to be gained from sustainable conservation of forest resources than from participating in the illegal trade. Kurt explains. We work with the communities that live close to the jaguars and support those communities in their livelihoods, in their commitments with the governments, in their relationships with the governments. Kurt shares an example from Washington in Guatemala. No illegal trader will come to Washington ever to ask for a jaguar. If someone dares to go to Washington and ask for a jaguar, that guy will be immediately delivered to the authorities because we have a community that lives of the forest and they have a commitment with the government. So it's their livelihood that is in stake. They, they cannot put that at risk by selling a jaguar, selling a macaw, selling a, a bird. They won't do it. So we support this way of living of this community. We support their administration, their relationship with government. We support every part of their livelihood there. So they are not ever going to be engaged in wildlife trafficking. So that's a model that's been successful for us, for WCS, and that's a model that's been replicated. Now the model of Guatemala is being replicated in Mexico, and it's being replicated in Bolivia. Kurt says that besides the economic incentive, Many of Latin America's indigenous communities revere the jaguar and would always prefer to protect it. In Mesoamerica, we still have strong Mayan cultures. And strong Mayan cultures call their protecting spirit Nahuals. So everybody has a Nahual, a protecting spirit, according to the Mayan culture. And one of the most powerful Nahuals is called Balam. And Balam is jaguar. That's one point in favor of the jaguar. There's so many uh, people interested, so many cultures interested in protecting it. So if we join our forces together, communities, government, NGO, international cooperation, we will be stronger than these traders that are only looking for profit. 
With continued support from local governments and conservation partners, and an assist from their Nawal, communities across Latin America will continue working to protect their majestic big cat. For WCS Wild Audio, this is Nat Moss. Today's episode was produced and reported by Nat Moss, with help from Hannah Kaplan and Dan Rosen. The WCS Wild Audio podcast is a production of the Wildlife Conservation Society. Please join us next week for a new episode, and don't forget to rate or review the show wherever you get your podcasts.